Praise the Lord. Sunday morning. Um, this is the first Sunday in March? No. It's not? Second. Oh, yeah. I'd say the 8th. Last yeah. Sunday was the first Sunday in March. Well, praise God. We continue to move forward. Um, second Sunday in March. Um, God is still good. Amen. Right? Amen. We were sitting here talking for a few minutes about all the scare that's going on around the world um, with coronavirus. And praise God for you know faith and having faith in God and this is not to downplay anything it's to upplay God mm -hmm. right um, you know one of the things we've been talking about you know when we're talking about facing and overcoming challenges when Paul talked about in Ephesians 2 the difference between not having God and having God right when you don't have God, you're without hope in this world. When you have God, you have hope in this world, and you have access to the promises and all these things. And this is why people of God got to act like they know. Act like they know what? Act like they know God, right? Instead of acting like the whole world. Our testimony is not theirs, and their testimony is not ours. Um, I would want them to have the same testimony that the people of God have, Amen. that we have hope, that we have help that we have strength that we have all the things we need because we have a god in heaven who supplies everything yeah so um i'm not you know not boasting yeah, i'm grateful amen mm -hmm. i'm grateful to have god and i want everybody else to have him too <laughs> amen um but we're grateful on this morning uh that we do have god in our lives i know i am amen. praise the lord amen. um on this morning i want to Turn this to something familiar. Psalm 23. Glory to God. I want to turn to Psalm 23. And um, want to <clears throat> look, at, look at the entire psalm. It's six verses. But to focus on uh, four little words that I believe will encourage us and, and strengthen us on this journey. Um, because if you're still walking with God, you, you're going to need some, some strength. Amen? Because the enemy is coming against you, right? The, the, the scripture says, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. Well, the enemy's coming in like a flood, and he's coming in, you know, like a roaring lion and all the rest of that. And we can't beat him in our own strength. And so, um, God has a word of strength for us today. But let's look at Psalm 23. Let's read it. Familiar psalm, probably the most popular psalm uh, among the 150 psalms that, that we have in the Bible. Um, and I think it's sort of like the Lord's Prayer. I think this is a psalm that many people know by heart. Right? Um, but let's read it together, and then we'll pray and go forward from there. Psalm 23. I'm reading from the King James Version. It says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, 
and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Amen. Let's pray today. Father, we bless you and we thank you, God, for the words that we just read into our hearing. Father, we bless you that the word is established in heaven and it's established in our lives as well. Father, we pray now that you will speak a new word unto us, a word that we need to hear on this morning. Father God, we incline our ear unto you now. And so, Father, we just thank you, God, for the word of God that shall build us up in our most holy faith. And Father God, we just ask you to have your way now in the place today, O God. And Father, we thank you, we bless you, we praise you for what you're going to share with us right now. We give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So we just read Psalm 23. And um, like I said, it's such a it's such a popular song, but it's also so reassuring, too. And this is a song that was written by David. Mm -hmm. David didn't write all the Psalms uh, in the Bible, but he did write a good many of them. But this is certainly a popular one. And this one is written by David. Um, Our title today, though, is He Restores My Soul. He restores my soul. Um, and as we're talking about, this psalm speaks. Um, I think the reason why this psalm is so popular and so uh, meaningful to people is because it speaks to us on so many levels. It, it, it speaks to us regarding our needs, our desires, um, you know. Uh, and it talks about how God uh wants to do things in our life um you know from the very beginning you look at verse one it says the lord is my shepherd i shall not want you know i shall not want meaning i shall not be in want i shall not lack mm-hmm. right i shall not be without anything um then goes on david goes on to say he makes me to lie down in green pastures you know in places where we can be fed, right? Um, It's lush, it's abundant. He leads me beside the still waters. And you know, still waters, not stagnant waters, but it's not rushing waters, it's probably gently flowing waters, right? He restores my soul. Um, He leads me in the paths of righteousness, that God leads us in a way that is right, not for our benefit necessarily or for because of anything we've done, but because of his name. Um, He comforts us when we go through dark places, right? When we have challenges in our lives. Um, He prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies, anoints our head with oil. We have abundance because our cup runneth over. And I love verse six, you know, because I think if we look at the at this psalm, and it's very, you know, for all the Bible to get a word picture. It says here, verse number six: Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I, I've always had this word picture of Psalm twenty-three and six of of myself walking along and turning over my left shoulder and my right shoulder and seeing goodness and mercy following me right right now i know the spirit is leading me but i do like this see some people think they're being followed by enemies i think i'm being followed by goodness and mercy amen so i just love having that picture in my head and i think that's why psalm 23 probably resonates with so many people because it creates these 
kind of powerful word pictures, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but if you know, if you look at it, it talks about God in two different ways. One, it talks about God being a shepherd, right? And that he's a shepherd and we're the sheep. And he's leading us in all the ways that it says he's leading us and providing for us in verses one through four. And then we get to verse five and it talks about God as essentially being a host. Right. And that we are guests. Right. So he's he's a host and he's preparing a table before us. Um, When it says he anoints our head with oil, not only are we guests, but we're honored guests. Right. You remember when Jesus went to uh, Simon the leper's house and he said, you know what? I came to your house. Not Simon the just the, the Pharisee. He, came, he said, I came to your house and you didn't even anoint me with oil. Remember? Mm-hmm. Because the woman with the, came anointing him and, and Simon said, oh, if he knew who was, a, who was touching him because that woman was a sinner, he wouldn't be letting her. And he said, mm-hmm. you know what? He said, Simon, look at this woman. You see what she's doing? He said, you didn't even anoint me when I came into your house. <laughs> Why? Because if you were a guest in someone's home, that was a way of honoring you. Right. Anointing you. Right. You're welcomed here. And so here, this anointing head with oil is not like, you know, God laying hands on you and you're anointed. We were talking about being anointed last week. No, this is about being an honored guest. Mm -hmm. So not only does he prepare the table, but we're an honored guest. Praise God for that. That means that, you know, you don't have to be wondering whether you have a seat at the table. How can you not have a seat at the table? You're an honored guest of God. Somebody needs to just think about that for a moment because it goes along the lines of when God says, come boldly before the throne of grace. You see how God is telling us how we are to approach him? Not in some like meek, you know, broke down, unsure kind of way. But in a way of knowing that you have every right to be before the throne of grace, you have every right to have a seat at the table. Mm-hmm. And so if, if, if you think about that, then you don't go to God in prayer like you're bothering him. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a right mm-hmm. to be here. Again, this is not about getting prideful. It's just about knowing your rightful place in God. So I belong before the throne of grace because mm-hmm. God gave me an open invitation. But here's the other thing. I have a right to sit at a table that's prepared by God. And I don't know about you, but I can't, I, in my mind, I cannot see any, any table prepared by God that doesn't have the best food on it. I can't <laughs> see any table prepared by God that got some leftovers on it or that right. the food is too cold when it's supposed to be hot or it's too hot when it should be cool. You know what I mean? It's, it's, and it's not some same old, same old either. It's all kinds of stuff, things I've, I've never had before. And if I had it before, it's the best I've ever had. You're sitting at the table of God. Why is that important? Because I believe that there are so many people in, in, in the body of Christ who don't believe that they... I'm going to use the word entitled. Entitled to anything. Mm-hmm. And, and see, the problem is, is that because we we tend to think in this society of ours of everything that we get being the result of our efforts. Mm, yeah. And so we don't want to think that we're entitled to the best or that uh, that we should have all these things. But see, it's the entitlement is not ours in the sense of we didn't work for it. It's ours in the sense that Jesus did the work 
on the cross, amen, and then he transferred that entitlement to us, mm-hmm. right? When we accepted him, we now, you know, we got all that he is and all that he has, including this entitlement to mm-hmm. the very best, mm-hmm. right? God gave him a name that's above every name, right? Mm-hmm. But what is the Bible? What's, what's part of the Abrahamic covenant? I'll make your name great. Right? Right? Mm-hmm. So, but somebody walking around going, well, I'm just, I mean, no, I expect God to make my name great in the earth. <laughs> How many people walk around believing that? Because yeah. they think, well, you know, I just work nine to five and I just do my thing and all that. Lift your thought process. God made a promise to you. I'll make your name great. Does that mean you're going to be on a, on a billboard in Times Square? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Does it mean you're going to be on television? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But it certainly doesn't mean you're going to live in obscurity. (laughs) You understand what I mean? So we got to lift our thinking, right? And understand that it's not about our effort and what it leads to. I, I truly agree with this. My efforts are going to lead to nothing that's lasting. Right? Which is why, and I think God wants us to get there, which is why we need to stop relying on our efforts and start relying on God more and more and more. So here it says, listen, we have a right to be at this table. We are honored guests and we don't have a cup that's running out, half empty or anything. Mm -hmm. Our cup is, is filled to the brim and it's just overflowing. Mm-hmm. You should you should tell people. Listen, I'm blessed. <laughs> I'm blessed by mm-hmm. God. You're blessed by God. Yeah. You should tell people I'm blessed. And if I were you, <laughs> if I were you, I'd stay close to me <laughs> because I got so God is blessing me so much. Stuff's just spilling over. And if you stand close to me, right. you get touched by some of this. <laughs> See, that's, that's how I think. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. And why? Because I, because I read scripture. Mm-hmm. And, I, and again, the word picture, right? If I have a cup and it's overflowing on the table and you're sitting next to me, you're going to get wet. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. but, uh, but unlike at a normal table, where you get wet and you're mad at me because my cup is running over and it got on your clothes, you're going to be happy because it's overflowing with blessings. Right? right? And that's what this word picture is, is, is saying to us. But as we go through the psalm, though, I think one of the things we really have to focus on is this. This is talking about what God is doing. Right? This is not so much a psalm of... of uh, of what we do, it's about what it's about what God does, mm-hmm. um, and what He's doing. That He's satisfying our needs. He's making us lie down, and He's restoring, and and He's leading, and 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 He's comforting. In other words, it's all about what God mm-hmm. is is doing. And again, that leads us to a place of if well, if God is doing all these things then why am I trying to do so much? And understand, God is not going to uh, (laughs) compete with us. 
Not that it's a fair fight, mm-hmm. but he will never compete with us or allow us to compete with him. Listen, oh, you want to do it, says God? Okay, go ahead. Well, when you're finished, then let me know. Because he's mm-hmm. not going to try to compete if, if we want to step into areas where he should be doing things. Understand, it's either you're going to be doing it or God's going to be doing it, but not the both of you. You know what I mean? In other words, I'm not saying you don't work along with God, but it's still God doing the doing. Mm-hmm. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. But God, this is about what, what God is doing. Um, one of the things, too, that I love about this psalm is I think this is a psalm like other parts of Scripture and plenty of psalms, that this is a, a, a psalm that that can be prayed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just You can just pray this song, right? Mm-hmm. Every morning. I mean, it, and, and you can pray this song just by reading the words. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? You don't have to try to, you know, put your own spin on it. I mean, you. It, it, it's such a powerful confession. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, you know, you can sit there, especially if you're facing lack. You go, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. What does that let you know? Wait a minute. It puts you in a different place. It puts you in a different mindset. And there are so many of these psalms that are like that. I love praying Psalm 23. I love praying Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? I mean, just those words alone just build you up in your faith. You know, Psalm 91 I love that psalm. You know what I mean? There's certain psalms that, man, you know, because, again, we're talking about earlier how the world peddles fear, right? I shall not be afraid of the arrow by night, nor for the, right, terror, that what, all this stuff. We can say all these things, right, because, you know, it encourages us. And so when the world starts speaking fear, the devil starts whispering fear in your ear, you're never going to amount to anything. You're going to, you know, die from that sickness. You're going to get kicked out of your house, this, that, and the other. These words, man, to, to, to pray them, to confess them, to stand on them. And you, like, there's some people, I don't know what to pray. Pray the Bible. <laughs> you know what I mean? Pray, pray the Psalms. Mm-hmm. You know? Pray that the Lord is your keeper. The Lord is a shade upon your right hand. Where you get that from? Psalm 121. You don't got to make it up. Right. <laughs> Sometimes just take the scripture and just pray this and, and confess it and believe it and appropriate the promises that are in it. Amen. And so I think, you know, when you come to Psalm 23, there's just so much here that you can meditate on. It speaks to so many areas of our life. And I believe that's why... It's 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 so popular with 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 us. Um, all right, but today let's look at song, uh, uh, verse number three, where it says, "He restores my soul," and you know I believe we 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 need to focus on this one because we need to be restored. We need restoration, mm-hmm. right? And we need restoration every single day. Mm-hmm. Right, it's it's part of it. Why do you think you sleep? You think God could have made us that we don't need sleep? Sure, <laughs> but that's not how He made us. He made us where there's a certain time where we work, where we expend energy, where we do things, we're productive, where and then there's a time for what? I'm going to bed. Mm-hmm. Why? <clears throat> you need to restore and replenish your body. You need to, you know, get some rest so that you can have some energy. <clears throat> 
for the next day and the challenges and the responsibilities before you on that next day. Mm-hmm. We need physical restoration. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, we need spiritual restoration too. And this says that God restores our soul. Remember, we're saying this is about God. This is the Lord's doing and it's marvelous in our eyes, right? This is God doing it. Let's stop here for a second and just say this. Sometimes we try. Again, and, and this is this is not putting us in an evil place, but sometimes we try to get restoration and rest. That's why people go on vacation. I need some rest. Right. Right. There's some people who, who came into this weekend saying, I'm not doing anything. I'm going to get some rest. Mm-hmm. Tell the truth. Shame the devil. How many times have you set out to get some rest and didn't get any? (laughs) How many times have you set out to get some rest and maybe actually did nothing and you still was as tired Mm -hmm. as before you sat down? See, rest and doing nothing is not the equivalent. (laughs) You know what I mean? Kicking back and and saying, I'm not doing anything, I'm just going to stay on the couch. You may get some rest, but not you may not either. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many times people have gone on vacation and come back more tired than when they went. Than when they left. <laughs> yeah. And they and they went to get some R and R, some <laughs> rest and relaxation. <laughs> but that's not where rest comes from. That's not where restoration comes from. The scripture says here, right? He restores my soul. <laughs> I don't restore my own soul. You can't restore your own soul. You can't replenish your own self, right? Why? Because you didn't make you, right? Another psalm, right? Psalm 100, right? It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. So you can't restore you because you didn't make you in the first place. Because you know restoration is like, it's bringing things back to its original condition. Well, God's the one that made you in your original Mm -hmm. condition. He's the one that brings you back to your original Mm -hmm. state, not us. In fact, if you go before this this particular, right right before verse 3, at the end of verse 2, it says, He leads me beside the still waters. You know, um, that literally is is saying, He leads me beside uh, restful waters waters right mm-hmm. so where, where, do, where do we where do we get that you know how do we get to waters of rest but think about what Jesus said right come unto me all ye that labor and are, and are heavy laden and what I'll give you, I'll give you rest mm-hmm. not you can get rest mm-hmm. right I'll give it to you mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but think about the things we try to do for ourselves I just need me some peace and quiet. Well, Jesus said, peace I give you. (laughs) But see, we try to, because again, our mindset is I got to go do it. I have to make it happen. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know what? Leave me alone. I need some peace and quiet. And then I'm in there with the door closed. And instead of having peace and quiet, I'm mad because you was trying to interfere (laughs) with my peace and quiet. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right? Instead of receiving, we got to be better at receiving. Mm -hmm. God is such a giver, right? Mm -hmm. God so loved the world that he gave. Mm -hmm. He is such an abundant, lavish giver 
we have to become better at becoming receivers. Mm-hmm. Not earners, not gatherers, not all those things. Receivers, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so we have to receive the peace that Jesus says, I give you peace. He says, come unto me and I will give you rest. Not you have to go out there and get it and fight for it mm-hmm. and all that, right? Mm-hmm. And here it's talking about that that God will restore our souls. So let's think about what restoration is. So restoration is to bring back to a a former condition or an original condition. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes we think of restoration as being uh, brought back. And, and also think about restoration. It's bringing you back. Mm-hmm. There's a bringing back in restoration, mm-hmm. right? Because to restore means to bring you back to a former place, right? right. So a former place of of... You know, if you think about it spiritually, what was man's former place with God? This intimacy, right? Mm -hmm. Where God walked in the cool of the day and spoke to Adam. That's what God ultimately is looking to do. He wants to restore Mm -hmm. us to that, right? Mm -hmm. But God also wants to restore, you know, think about things that get taken from you or get diminished. Your health. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. God wants to restore your health. He wants to restore your strength. He wants to restore your soundness of mind. He wants to restore your your peace. Right. Um, But it's it's about bringing back and bringing Mm -hmm. you to a place where you used to be. There are some people, you know, who have who walked very closely with God and then life happened. Something happened in their life, you know, their house burned down, they had a, 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 their marriage fell apart, you know, they lost a loved one. And it's like they're not where they were with God before. Right. And God wants to restore that. He wants to restore that relationship. Right. He wants to restore things because the devil's walking around stealing stuff. So he wants to restore you, restore your possessions, the things that belong to you that the devil's been taking from you and siphoning off from your life. God wants to restore it. Um, Restoration also means to bring back into existence. Right? You know, I I think, you know, in the summertime, if you live in certain parts of the country and um, here in the Northeast, you know, we have a lot of thunderstorms, right? In the summer. And Mm -hmm. Many times, right, depending on where you live, power goes out, mm-hmm. right? And, and aren't you, right, right, you, you're wondering what? The first question is, when is power going to be restored? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? right? When is power going to be restored? Because right now, it don't exist. You can flick the light on all you want, <laughs> right? There's no, there's no power. But you need power. How many of us need power? To be restored unto us. You know what I mean? Because we lose our power. We're sapped of energy. We're sapped of strength. We're sapped of drive. Because of life just happening to us. And God wants to restore that. Now, I was I was reading in various um, versions of the Bible. And in fact, I was looking at my study notes. And, you know, sometimes it'll have, in the Bible, it'll have, like, what the literal translation is. Mm-hmm. And and one of the literal translations of He restores my soul is He causes my life to return. Mm-hmm. Think about that. He causes my life to return. 
you know, as, as, as you as we get older in this life, one of the things we realize is how much pain um, people are walking around with. You know, like when I was when I was a teenager, you know, I was so oblivious to things when I was a young man mm -hmm. in my 20s. I was kind of oblivious to things. But as you get older, you know, life has a way of teaching you lessons, not just about yourself, but about other people. And you realize that everyone has a story to tell. Everyone is mm -hmm. walking around mm -hmm. with some measure of pain, <clears throat> some measure of loss. And truly, it's an amazing thing that with all this pain walking around, that the world is not worse <laughs> than it is. Mm -hmm. But that's just really, if you think about it, you know, the Bible talks about that the Holy Spirit is the one that's restraining evil from going crazy, mm -hmm. which is why when the rapture comes and we're taken up out of here, things are going to go crazy mm -hmm. because there's no more restraint mm -hmm. in the earth. Um, but, you know, you start to, to learn that, you know, a lot of life has been sapped out of people. Oh, yeah, going to work every day, but a lot of life's been sapped out of them. You know, going to church, but a lot of life has been sapped out of them. You know what I mean? We, we're still functioning, but, man, a lot of life has been sapped out. People had dreams. You know, I'm going to be this when I grow up. And now, you know what I mean? It's just been sapped out. But they still have this thing of maybe a disappointment or whatever. And, and so this restoring the soul is that, you know, he causes my life to return, mm -hmm. right? And, and you know, we think about that, right? It's like all the things that come with fully living and not merely existing, mm -hmm. right? He causes you to live, not just exist, not just I'm here. No, it's not I'm here. I'm here and I'm productive and I'm fruitful. And you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I come in and, and, I'm, and, and I'm, I'm fulfilling what is my heritage in God that when I walk in the room, stuff changes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I wonder sometimes people hear us talking, they think that we're, 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 we're arrogant or whatever, but it's not. It's just mm -hmm. truth, mm -hmm. right? If you're walking in, in God, do you, when you walk in the room, the room should change. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you show me a place in the Bible where Jesus walked in the village and the village was the same way before he got there and when he left. Right. Sick mm -hmm. folk got healed. Mm -hmm. Blind folk got, had, got, got their sight. Deaf people right. got their hearing. People were, were, were taught the word of God. So when you and I walk into a place, any born-again believer walk into a place, the kingdom of God is walking in, right? Amen. And the devil wants to strip it for, so that you don't think that way, that you think you just little old you. You are little old you, but you got big old God on the inside of little old you. It's a God thing. It's not a you thing. But it says one of the translations, he causes my life to return I'm praying today that someone's life returns to them, amen? Because, you know, you've just been existing. You've just been going through the motions. You've just been kind of, you know, um, here. No, no. God wants to, wants your life to return mm -hmm. to you, amen? He wants brightness to return to your eyes and to your countenance. He wants a pep to be in your step. He wants your shoulders to be back. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Your head to be held mm -hmm. high, right? Because... He causes life to return to you. Uh, another translation is he causes me to live. 
And so we think about the restoration of our soul. It's like God is is bringing us back. We were exhausted, but God now is filling us with rest. We were weary. We were worn down. We were troubled. We were anxious. We were desperate. We were all these things. But now when God restores our soul, he's given us encouragement. He's giving us new strength. Uh, he's giving us new energy. Mm-hmm. He's filling us with new joy. Mm-hmm. So what happens then? He restores my soul. So when when do we get this restoration? The problem, I think, with all things in God is is we put ourselves in a, in a bad place when we wait too late. Too many times we try to do something and then we pray. You know what I mean? You've been you've been trying to do something for three weeks and now you're gonna start praying about it. Mm-hmm. We need to pray. We need to we need to develop this habit of running to God first, and not after we knock our head up against the wall or run into failures or get frustrated and all those things. Go to God first. What does the scripture say? Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Not seek ye the kingdom of God after you went everywhere else or after you failed everywhere else or after everything else you tried didn't work and God go, okay, now come to me. No, he said what? Come to me first. Uh I believe if we're going to get our soul restored, we need to go to God first and we need Mm -hmm. to go to God often. Don't wait until you're just to the point where you're at, what's some of the sayings that we have at the end of your rope? (laughs) Well, why it take so long? And I don't know how long your rope is, but why you had to get all the way to the end of your rope before you realize, you know what? <laughs> I just had this picture in my head of an old time commercial that a lot of people ain't gonna remember, but old folk will remember. Right where the guy he drink it he drink a V eight and go, I could have had a V eight. See, that's how some of us act with God. I could have asked God. <laughs> you shouldn't have to hit yourself in the head and say, I could have asked God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could have asked God, but don't get to the point where you go through all this stuff and now mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I could have asked God. Go mm-hmm. to God first mm-hmm. and go to him often. Here's the thing I believe, right? I believe that 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 we shouldn't let a day go by without asking God to restore our soul, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. To replenish us, to make life come back into us. In fact, I wanted to read too, in some of the versions of the Bible where it talks about restoring our soul, it uses words like this. It says, uh, um, the message version says, he lets me catch my breath. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? you know, we all are running around like crazy. We're all pushing. We got family. We got jobs. We got school. We have chores, right? We're going 100 miles an hour, mm-hmm. right? For years, you know, God has been, you know, telling me that he, he gave me he gave me this word, these words where it just got so deep in my spirit and I knew I had to make a change. He said, you're running behind your life. You know, 
Like in other words, like like I'm trying to catch up to it. Mm-hmm. I believe that a lot of people are like that. Mm-hmm. Your life is leading you. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like how do they say the tail wagging the dog, right? Mm-hmm. In other words, it's mm-hmm. right? instead of the dog wagging the tail, yeah. the tail <laughs> wagging the dog. It, that's wrong, right? Mm-hmm. It, the tail shouldn't mm-hmm. be wagging the dog. The dog should be wagging the tail. And and with us, life shouldn't. We shouldn't be trying to catch up to our life. Life shouldn't be leading us and we're running behind it like we're late trying to catch a bus, right? We should be walking out in front, right? And following in the footsteps of how God is leading us and not just running and trying to to, to catch up. But, you know, so the message version says, you know, when he restores my my soul, he lets me catch my breath because I'm out of breath. I'm running too much. Mm -hmm. I'm running too hard. Mm And I'm not alone. There's a lot of us who are running and pressing very hard, and we're out of breath, and some of us don't even know it. You know what I mean? Sometimes you don't know you're out of breath until you stop, and then you realize how hard you're breathing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you just focused on the effort, right? When you're walking up a flight of stairs and it's too hard, you don't start really breathing heavy till you get to the top. <laughs> yeah. They start going. <laughs> you know what I mean? You gotta catch your breath. That's how some of us are living life, man. We're catching our breath, and then when we do catch our breath, we then start running all over again, right? Mm-hmm. Some of us catch our breath on the weekend, and we start running again from Sunday night into Monday into Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Catch our breath for a little bit, and then we're right back at it. Catch our breath mm-hmm. a little bit, right back at it. Come on, man. That's not living, right. right? God lets us catch our breath, but but if we if we start to walk with God and work with God, we won't find ourselves getting out of breath as much as we did. Why? Because we'll be operating in His power and in His might. So one of the the uh, versions of the Bible, the Message version, says He lets me catch my breath. But there are so many. If you if you look this up in different in different uh, translations, it talks about He renews my strength, He renews my life, He refreshes my soul, He refreshes my life, He revives my life, and uh, one version says He brings back my soul. Mm-hmm. And you think about how important that is when when when. Um, uh, James says, uh, I wish that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, your life, your soul is the determining, your soul is the determining factor mm-hmm. of whether you're going to prosper or not. And, and here we're talking about it being restored, being renewed, being revived, being brought back unto us. So because of that, we shouldn't let one day go by without getting restored, mm-hmm. right? Um, because the enemy is out there, man, trying to mm-hmm. steal, to kill, and to destroy. And so, think about where you are today, right? Think about where you are. Think about where you are in your walk with God. Think about where you are in terms of your job, or your family, or your your life, your aspirations, right? Do you need to be restored? Do you need a fresh wind to be blown into your soul? Yes. Right? Do you need, you know, God to to revive you and to revitalize you? Do you need that? Are you tired? Right? Are you tired? You know, some people say, I'm I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. See, that's the point. Mm -hmm. Right? 
Because the only way you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, you're not allowing God daily to restore you, mm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, give us this day our daily bread, right? Don't give me bread for a week. Don't give me bread for two weeks. Don't give me <coughs> bread for a month, right? That's not how God provided manna to the children of Israel. It was what? Daily, mm-hmm. Right? And that's how we should get our restoration from God. You know, don't go to church on Sunday. Oh, I sure feel good. And then, you know, pick up your Bible again on Sunday mm-hmm. when you're on your way back. Or, you know, right? Stay before God. Continue to say, God, you know, be needy. In fact, be greedy. <laughs> you can't take more from God than he wants to give you. So, you know what, God? I want all you have for me. Yeah, here I am again. Right? I'm standing before you again. Lord, I need more restoration. I need more help. I need more strength. I need more encouragement. Right? Let God restore your soul. Where are you today? Do you need that restoration? How many of you know it's right there for the asking? Right? It's right there for the asking. And I believe for us, as God's been talking to us about facing and overcoming challenges, how are you going to do that if you don't get restoration? Mm-hmm. Right? You can't go out on the battlefield and, and you know, take care of business out there and, and not be replenished. Right? Not, and how you say, well, how am I going to be replenished? Well, part of it is what you do with your, your daily devotions and how much you just cut out the stuff of the world. It's the same way you make sure you go to bed, don't you? Mm-hmm. You make sure you get some rest. You make sure you get some sleep. You got to make sure you get your restoration. And where mm-hmm. your restoration is going to come from? It's going to come from God and being in His presence and being quiet and meditating on the Word and praying and fellowshipping and talking with Him and praising Him and worshiping Him. That's how you're going to get restored and replenished so that now you can go out there and kick some devil butt. I don't know about you, but I don't just want to keep the devil off me. I want to kick his butt. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I said that last week too. <laughs> I, I got to stop saying that. What, what can I say instead of that? I want to beat him up. That don't sound, that don't have the same, that don't have the same, you know what I mean? In my mind, I want to beat him up. I want, I want to give him some. You know what I mean? And I think that's how it gotta be. I don't want the devil just like he's leaving me alone. No, I wanna you know <laughs> But you and I can't do that in our own strength and we can't do that in a weakened state. Mm-mm. We can't do that if we're just feeding on God every now and then. We need we need to be restored and revived constantly so that you know what, I'm up yeah, I'm up again and I'm ready to go. You know what I mean? I'm ready to go on to the next thing. I'm ready to to take back some more territory. Oh, he's coming with challenges. I'm ready for that. (laughs) Right? Um, So we have to do that. Think where you are. Get that restoration, especially for us. As God is speaking to us about facing and overcoming challenges, we're going to need to be restored. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Do you know, in fact, in Psalm 19, I praise God for this right now. In verse number seven, it says the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. And I don't know how many, and, this, and that's the King James Version. The law of the law is perfect, converting the soul. That word converting 
is 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 translated as restoring. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many of you got a version that says that. In mm -hmm. fact, I have the Amplified version here. It says the law of the Lord is perfect, restoring the whole person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. See, again, we need God to do this. Mm -hmm. God can restore your whole person. Everything you need, God can restore it and bring it back to, you know, your proper place. So we need to do that. And especially because God is calling us to face and overcome challenges. The other thing, too, remember what God spoke to us last week about being anointed? Okay. And it says that, that we're anointed and, and that means we have the power to remove burdens and destroy yokes. Well, if you're going to be going around removing burdens and destroy yokes, don't you think you're going to need to have <laughs> some time of restoration? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? And I believe that people who get burned out, who say they get burned out on God or they get burned out on ministry, is because at some point they stopped allowing God to restore them. Mm -hmm. If you're getting, if life is wearing you out, if life is wearing you out, you need to be restored by God more. Mm -hmm. yeah. You need to allow Him to restore you, right? Because God didn't create you or me. To allow life to have the upper hand Jesus didn't go to the cross Right? Suffer, bled, and die So that life can wear out His disciples right. mm -hmm. mm -mm. We're supposed to be wearing out life <laughs> You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We're the ones who should have the upper hand And so If we're going to be Overcoming challenges as we are if we're going to be removing burdens as we are, destroying yokes as we are, loosing bands of oppression as we are, right? We're going to have to be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. And we're going to have to be restored. Mm. Often. Right? Often. Um, and so let God restore you. I, I, I want to read, I want to close here. I want to read the... the um, what has become a really favorite scripture of mine, the Matthew 11 in, in the message version, um, Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. And this is, we, we referred to this earlier where Jesus said, come unto me all ye who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Mm -hmm. But um, in the message version again, in, in verse 28 of Matthew 11, it says, are you tired, worn out, mm -hmm. burned out on religion? I don't know how many people are saying yes to that question. Mm -hmm. Are you tired? Yeah, I'm tired. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. There's plenty of, of parents who are tired right now. Plenty of husband and wife tired right now. Right? Worn out, burned out on religion. Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. Isn't that what we were just talking about? That God causes your life to return? Yeah. Right? But how's it going to happen? Jesus said what? Come to me. You're not going to recover your life going to Club Med. I don't care. You can go there all you want. Mm -hmm. That's not where your restoration is going to be found. Mm -hmm. Go there and enjoy it. But don't go there to think that you're going to be restored or replenished. We're restored or replenished by coming to me. Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. And then he says this, I'll show you how to take a real rest. 
And that resonates for me because Jesus said, I'll show you how to take a real rest, which means some of the rest we're taking is fake. <laughs> it's not legitimate. Mm-hmm. It's not helpful. I know you may feel, or you may even believe, because we all kind of have this in our head. Man, this Saturday, this Sunday, I'm just going to sit on the ground and I'm going to watch Lifetime movies. That ain't real rest. Why you, uh, you, right? Right. <laughs> I'm not saying that's not rest at all. Mm-hmm. But uh, see, Jesus said, come to me and I'll show you how to get a real rest. Which letting us know something. Some of the some of the things that we're calling rest ain't really rest. Mm-hmm. Really rest, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. It's the same way when God says in Joshua, right, that if you if you don't let this book of the law depart out of your mouth and and you meditate therein day and night and observe to do all that's according or according to all that's written therein, He said, then you'll make your way prosperous and then you'll have what good success. See, God, he there's a qualifier on it. It's not just success. <laughs> Is good success. Mm-hmm. I don't just want success. Do you? No. Not when God says, I'll give you good success. Right. See, I want that. Mm-hmm. See, I don't just want rest. I want what Jesus says he's going to give me. What did he say? I'll give you real rest. Real so rest. you want to get rest? Praise God. I'm going for something better. I'm going for something higher. I want real rest because that's what God is promising me. I want good success because that's what God is promising mm-hmm. me. And in fact, when it talks about God, and it says, listen, he says in Psalm 150 that, that you know, we, we praise him according to his what? His excellent greatness. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. you want to praise God for his greatness? No, I'm going to praise him for his excellent greatness. See, God always takes it up a notch. Mm-hmm. And he brings it to a different level of authenticity, right? It's not just rest. So don't just go upstairs, I'm taking off there, I'm done, Calgon, take me away. Calgon can't take you but so, for, mm-hmm. but so far. That's really an old commercial. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> Some people don't even know what Calgon is. <laughs> right. You know what Calgon is? <laughs> oh, of course I do. No, I know you do. That's one of the old ones, Patricia. Calgon is like a bubble bath. <laughs> so there's a commercial woman taking it, you know, she put the bubble bath and she was going into the bath and go, Calgon, take me away. Because Calgon was taking her away from all the pressures of life and all the things. And all I'm saying is, man, I'm old. My God. <laughs> but Calgon can't take you but so far. Right? Right? Some people understand. Some people try to do this in different ways. Whether it's Calgon, whether it's it's Jim Beam, it's Jack Daniels, is you know what I mean? Because a lot of people are going to things to try to get to to right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those things can't take you but so far. They can't do but so many things for you, if anything. But God can, mm-hmm. right? And we have to let Him do it, right? It's His doing, right? Is it, it's His work. It's, it's his desire. It's his will, right? Let him do it. Mm-hmm. Let God restore your soul. Stop trying so hard, not only to work, but then also to rest. You, mm-hmm. It's too much you're trying to do, mm-hmm. right? Work in the power of God, in the wisdom of God that he gives you, and then receive the rest 
that he wants to give you. God wants to give you on both ends. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you the, the power to go out there and do your, and do some things, take back some territory from the, from the enemy. Mm-hmm. And then when you come back, I'm going to give you a real rest. Mm-hmm. Come on, somebody. Mm-hmm. We don't have... It, it's already done. God's done all these things for us. We have to be better at receiving. Amen? Mm-hmm. Receive the restoration that God um, has for us. Amen? That he has for you. Say to yourself, he restores my soul. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't have mm-hmm. to do it. He does it. And... We'll be much better off. And this way, we won't get burned out. We won't get weary. We won't get worn down, right? We'll be able to go every single day and getting up and ready to do some stuff. Amen? Amen. Amen. Sure. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I want to be like Moses. He 80 years old. How I describe Moses, right? It's like he... he he, he still could see, yeah. right? He still has strength. Well, who's the other one who said, "I'm ready to kick your, oh, I'm ready to beat you up"? <laughs> Caleb, right? Remember? He's like, "I'm 85." <laughs> he said, "He said I could fight just as good today as back in the day." Right? Yeah. Caleb was like, "That's how we're supposed to be." Right. Just because you're 85, what you can't fight anymore? <laughs> if you're fighting in your own strength then your strength to fight now is has waned. Mm-hmm. Right. But man, right? I don't, it's one of the Psalms, I, I, I'm not going to try to find it, because I, uh, oh, I'm not going to try to find it, but maybe the Holy Spirit can help me find it, where it talks about that, that you be flourishing, that you'll be flourishing in God even when you're old. That's Psalm 92. 92. <laughs> See? That's what happened when you read the Word of God, right? Psalm 92, verse number 12. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Man, see, see, when, when, when we are planted in the right place and we're allowing God to nourish us and to restore us, man, we just keep, we just keep flourishing. We just keep, right? Verse 14, they shall bring forth fruit in what? In old age. They shall be fat, not meaning overweight. Praise the Lord. <laughs> yeah, praise the Lord, right? Yeah. Not meaning overweight. It means full, and in fact, in the, in the Amplified Version says, they shall be full of sap, of spiritual vitality, and, and rich in the verdure of trust, love, and contentment. So, and this is in what? In old age. Mm-hmm. So, so when we allow God to restore us, we'd be like Caleb. Yeah, I'm 85 and I'm still ready to take some time. Give me my mountain. At 85. Mm-hmm. I joke with people, especially young people that I talk to, and they think I'm joking, but I'm not really joking when I tell them things like, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because why? Because I don't think that because I get to a certain age, I can't do something new. I can't mm-hmm. do something different. Okay. Because I can be like Moses, my eyes ain't dim. I can be like Caleb, I'm still ready to take mm-hmm. my mountain. And I can be like those in Psalm 92, where I'm still flourishing and bringing forth fruit in old age. Mm-hmm. This, is our, this, is our, this is our testimony. Mm-hmm. If we allow God 
to do the work. And one of those things we have to allow him to do is to restore our soul. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah. Let God restore your soul. Amen. Let him we you know give your life or cause your life to return to you let him revitalize you let him refresh you let god do it amen 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 so we praise god he restores our soul let's pray today father we bless you glory to god yes, we just thank you lord that you restore our souls yes, you give us the strength oh god to go forward each and every day to take on the enemy to take yes, back territory father. for the kingdom of god to be used by you in the earth oh god to let our light so shine that others will see our good works and give you glory yes, father, father you oh god just bless us each and every day with what we need to show forth your praises and then god you then say that you will restore our soul, that you will yes, replenish us, God. refresh us, revive us, renew our strength. And Father God, we just thank you, God, that you give to us on both ends to go forward and do, and you also give us of your rest. Father yes. God, forgive us of all the times, oh God, where we took things and take things into our own hands, oh God, and try to do it on our own. Father, that just leads us to being worn out and burned out. Yes. But Jesus said if we come unto him, he will give us a real rest. And you say, God, as our faithful shepherd, that you will be the one who restores our soul. Yes. Father God, right now we make a commitment, God, to stop pushing in our own strength. And God, we come to you and we say, Lord restore our soul lord yes, restore us bring us back to our rightful place in you restore us to our original condition restore our health restore our peace restore our joy restore our energy renew yes, our mind father. god yes. restore our souls and father we just bless you and thank you god as we fill up on your love we fill up on your grace and your mercy we fill up on all the goodness of god yes and as we do god we know we are fully equipped now to go forward and continue to do great things in the earth as ambassadors of Christ who are called by your great name. So, Father, we bless you right now. Father, yes, I pray Lord. right now Thank you. for every person who is worn out. I pray right now for every person who is exhausted. I pray right now, O oh God, for every person, O oh God, who is anxious in their heart and in their spirit. Father, restore their soul. Blow yes. a fresh wind yes. in their soul right now in yes, the name God. of Jesus. Restore their soul, O oh God. Give them new strength, O oh God. Give them, O oh God, new vitality. Yes, Restore God. their soul. And Father, I just thank you now. We call it done. Restoration for the people of God. Yes. And Father, for that, we just give you praise. We give you glory. And we give you honor. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Restore our soul.